your questions and, and just write them down if you have questions, and we can talk about them in small group afterwards. Uh, but, but we're in the women group, so by, by way of review, in this last week, and I guess there was no audio last week, Mike said, so if you weren't here, you probably missed it. So, what we saw last week in Ruth chapter two is that Boaz, he owned the field, okay? he, he was the Lord of the harvest, Boaz provided for Ruth a place for her to glean grain, for her to, to get food. A, a, he provided protection from harm. He provided for her, she was thirsty, food when she was hungry and rest when she was tired. She, he, he provided for her a group to be a part of, a company, so, so she didn't have to go through this new life of faith alone. God never intended for Ruth to go through her faith journey alone. Guess what? God doesn't intend for us to go through life living for him alone, and so we need to make sure we stay connected within the structure of the Lord of the harvest. Our Lord of the harvest has provided for our provision. We've got membership. We've got fellowship. We've got discipleship. We've got Bible study. These are all things that we can and should be a part of because this is how God has provided for us. The company, the provision, the things that we need as we move forward in faith. Speaking of Bible studies, by the way, Sam, our, our senior pastor, he's instructed all the rest of us, the other pastors, the, the ministry leaders, fellowship leaders, our, our up-and-coming leadership team. He's instructed us all to answer this question with a question. So anytime someone comes to us and they have a question regarding counseling or what the Bible says, we're supposed to answer that question with another question. And here's the, the question. It's, what did your Bible study leader say about that? So if you come to me and you're like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do, my answer is probably going to be, well, what did your Bible study leader say about that? Okay, the reason is, is because our Bible study leaders have already been there and done that. I know in Living Well, our Bible study leaders are one or two classes short of graduating from LFBI. There's no more academics that needs to be learned. It's just like the, the few other like punctuous stuff. Gotten victory over things and, and learned how to like like they've already done the things that probably you're working through. So so it's a good resource to have. So one one thing I recommend is, is discipleship, of course. But when you're finished with the lessons, okay, just go ahead and replace that. Thursday night Bible uh, discipleship meeting with the Thursday night Bible study. Like in other words, just if you can't do both discipleship and Bible study, well then prioritize discipleship. Like 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 get the basics, get your black belt, right? But then when you're done with the lessons, just jump in and join a Bible study so you're getting that. So we talked about Bible studies a little bit last week. This week, we're, we're looking at verses 10 through 12 of Ruth chapter 2. So get eyes on that, if you would. Anybody need a Bible? So everyone got a Bible? Okay, Ruth chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. 
Then she, that's Ruth, fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him and above why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully shown thee all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. And the Lord recompense thy work and the full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. And so Ruth had come to a place where she was now trusting in the God of Israel, no longer trusting in Chemosh, the God of Moab. She left that people. She's now joined unto Israel. She's following the Lord. God of the Bible, the verse 12 talks about his wings, trusting under God's wings. That's what we're going to be talking about. Now, <clears throat> Ruth's testimony, the testimony of her life. This is what Boaz said. Oh, no, no, the whole town, like it's a small town. Like everybody knows everything about you, right? In a small town, it doesn't take long for everybody to know everything. Oh, you wouldn't believe what Aaron did last night. Oh, no, everybody already knows. Like, the whole small town already knows everybody's business. So, so Boaz is like, oh, no, Ruth, everybody knows. Everyone's been talking about you. I know all about what you've done. And the testimony of your life, Ruth, shows everybody that you, you, trust, you trust God. So, so the, the, the overall theme of what we're studying right now is the testimony that we have. And so two parts. One. The testimony of your life. Next week, we're going to talk about the testimony of your mouth and actually go over as a class how to give your testimony. We've covered how to use the Are You Sure track to do evangelism, right? You guys know how to do that if you were a part of that. You can now lead someone to a point of decision to receive or to reject Lord Jesus Christ if you were here as part of that. Now, some people don't care what the Bible says, but they might relate to your story. Okay, we're going to learn next week how to give your testimony. That's the testimony of your mouth. This week, it's the testimony of our lives, but we're going to look at Ruth because she had such a stellar testimony. We're talking about particularly learning to trust under the shadow of God's wing. So, you remember when you are a kid hiding under the covers? Anyone else? Mm -hmm. Okay, I've been thinking about this all week, and we had our granddaughters do a sleepover at Grandma's house on Friday night. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, now all that means for me is I'm going to sleep really poorly because there are going to be kids crying all night, climbing into bed with us, putting their little freezing... Hands and feet, throwing all the covers. So what happens is I'm just sleeping there, minding my own business, and all of a sudden the covers get yanked off. And I look over, and there's Christine, and she's got one of our grandkids cuddled up there under the covers with her, and they managed to, to pull them all off with me. So yeah, I slept poorly, but don't worry, I recovered. <laughs> Okay, 
Okay, but let's say, okay, so the rule is that it's always grandma's house. I don't know, I bought it. It should be grandpa's house, but it's not, it's grandma's house. Okay, so, so the rule is you got to go sleep in your own beds, right? We have a place in the, that can sleep. But if you wake up and you're cold or you're scared or you're sick, then you can come get in bed with us. And, and I remember that as a kid, I was a croupy kid. I'd wake up and I couldn't breathe. My room used to be the cold room in the house out in the country we lived in. I was just always freezing. I'd get croupy and I couldn't breathe. I remember running up to my mom and dad's room. I had a recurring werewolf dream as a kid. It's the worst dream. I remember I'd be like, ah. Running up to my mom and dad's room, and then they'd hear me tromping up the stairs, they'd open up the covers, and, and then I would get under those covers and somehow the werewolf would lose his power. <laughs> like I remember being scared as a kid. I remember hiding under the covers too, and I and I was thinking to myself, these covers aren't gonna stop the monster. Because <laughs> I remember being a little kid under the yeah. covers. This is I might just I'm probably just giving myself away here, but when I was a little kid, like if you're scared of monsters under the bed or there's some sound you get under those covers and even though you know those covers aren't stopping your imaginary monster like you don't want to look out okay so there's something about that when when you're a kid um so look if they wake up and they're scared they're cold they're sick they got croup They've got unknown monsters in there. Like they can come and then they can get into my grandpa's bed and they can they can get that covering. And so, you know, Ruth learned to trust under the shadow of, of, of the wings of the Lord. Her problems weren't imaginary. She didn't just get cold, she didn't just get crude. Her problems were she was a destitute widowed refugee in a country that hated her people group. She was actually had family drama. She had career problems. She had family strife. Her, her, her only connection, also widowed, depressed mother-in-law, also destitute. There were legal problems. They couldn't, they couldn't inherit the land because there was no sons. I don't know about health issues or obviously money issues. No marriage problems, but she was a widow. So the problems that we deal with as adults are much more serious than the imaginary monsters of children. Because we deal with all those things. We deal with our health, our finances, our jobs, addiction, social problems, our kids and family strife marriage problems and and you know what Ruth learned to trust under the shadow of his wing and I just can picture maybe see God gave us this imagery the shadow of his wing let's go, go to the next slide for me so we, we've got the you know keep going keep going yeah keep going one more there we go that's given us this imagery under the shadow 
of his wings. Mm -hmm. So listen, those pressures that are coming down on us, okay? Those pressures that are coming down on us, if they hit the wing, it's like being under mom and dad's covers when I'm a kid. Somehow those things don't come down on me anymore. They come down on the wings and we're protected. We draw <laughs> near to God. Remember that we, we sang this morning, lay it all down and lay it all down. To get to his feet, you got to get in there close under his wings and just let him be God. Let him cover us. So what does this look like? Practically, though, that's what we need to look at this morning. And so I did the work for you this week. I did a phrase study on the shadow of his wings. And so I think there's some, some simple things that we can do with this. And so what we did first, Psalm 17, it includes this phrase. Okay, Psalm 17, 17. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand, them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Oh, there's people rising up against you. Okay, put your trust in the one who has marvelous loving kindness toward you. Verse 8, keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Do you want to be that apple of his eye? Oh my goodness, God looks at you and he's like, that guy, that's the apple of my eye. That lady right there, that group of people, they are trusting in me during their times of struggle. That's the apple of my eye. God is for us. Psalm 36, verse 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. He's a good father. Mm -hmm. He is a good father to you. His desire is to show you loving kindness. Because his excellent loving kindness, therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. And so here's the first point. From this phrase studies, we need to trust in his goodness toward us. God is for us. He's not against us. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. He wants goodness toward you. Okay, so Ruth, in, in Ruth chapter 2, Ruth fell on her face before Boaz. She said, why have I found grace in thy eyes? Boaz answers about the testament of her life in verse 12. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. And then Ruth goes on and prays, asking for favor. Look at verse 13. Then she said, let me find favor in my sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me. Thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. Listen, church, I know we're Gentiles and not Jews by nature, but listen, he has spoken kindly to us. He wants to draw us in. We can't look for the favor of the Lord. Okay, so something I've included in your handouts. 
Okay, we've got Eve as a contrast to Ruth. We're going to contrast these two ladies. Ruth sought the favor of the Lord because she found grace in his eyes. Now, Eve struggled to trust in God's goodness. You guys know the story. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good for evil. Let me paraphrase that. God's holding out on you. The reason God gave you those instructions is because he's holding out on you. He knows if you eat of it, you'll be like a God, and he doesn't want you to be like a God. He's trying to keep you from having something that you deserve. Okay, if Eve would have trusted in the goodness of God, she, she could have just said, you know what? God's not holding out on me. The whole argument would have lost its power. God isn't holding out on you. You're not missing anything by following after the Lord God. And so that's one of the wiles of the devil. Okay, so what can we learn from this? Okay, so, so here's what we can learn from this is, is the favor of the Lord. We need to stay mindful. Let's go to the next slide. We need to stay mindful of the favor of the Lord. His favor is toward you. He wants good for you. He's a good father. He's just like holding up that wing and going, hey, come on. I know you've got burdens. I know you've got issues. Come on, draw near. Let me shield you. I have goodness toward you. You were never designed to do this alone. You were never designed to bear burdens like that. I got you covered. The first thing, if we're going to abide into the shadow of his wing, is we need to be aware of his goodness toward us. But let's go on because there's more. As we can, as I continue this phrase study on the shadow of his wings. Psalm 61, verses 1 through 4. To the chief musician upon Neganah, a psalm of David. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Some of you are overwhelmed. Your family's not okay, so you're not okay. You've got a diagnosis you're struggling with. There's things you don't understand. You're feeling misunderstood. And mistreated, you're feeling rejected, you don't know why things are the way they are, you're feeling overwhelmed. Look at the psalm. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. If I can't handle these things, I know who can. I get under the shadow of his wing. Let him take that. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. That word covert. Kind of looks like cover. That's what it is. It's, it's a covering. I will trust in your covering when I don't understand, when I don't like it, when I can't handle it, when I'm whatever. Okay. Now, the point I want to make on this, if, if this is the covering, I'm just going to use our, our construction zone here as an illustration. If this is the cover. I want to be right back here. I do not want to be out here. I can step out 
from the Calvary. Oh my goodness. Okay, so so look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. Maybe you're familiar with this passage. Oh Jerusalem, Jesus says, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings. What's the rest of that? And he would not. Jesus is like, hey, come on. Come on. And, and, then, and then the nation of Israel was like, no. And God sent his word unto them through the prophets. And they just killed them. They would not be gathered under the shadow of the wings. They would not trust in the covering that God had provided for them. Okay, so I got this dog. He's, he's not my dog. He's Andrew Renee's dog. We're dog sitting. We're captain. He's got some nicknames that are not pastel. That's why I can't say them. This dog, if you have a treat in your hand, he'll come. He'll sit and he'll stay if he knows there's a treat coming. Okay? So he can learn and he can listen. You put that vermin outside <laughs> without a leash and he will not listen. I want to kill that hound. Try to be crazy. Now listen, if he just obeys, if he just listens, there's nothing but love for Captain. Captain America. <laughs> I provided food for him that he didn't provide. He didn't hunt it down. I'm providing water for him, providing a place for him. He sleeps in our closet. That's his den. <laughs> okay. If he'll just stay in the yard. So we put him out. It's like, Captain, stay. Does he stay? No. Captain, come. Will he come? No. No. Okay. So. For $229, I got <clears throat> shock collars wow. and a GPS fence system. So he can go 30 meters from where I turn that collar on. But if he goes 31 meters, he steps out from under my covering. And guess what happened? <laughs> Hello. Hello. He gets a jolty reminder that he's supposed to stay in the yard. Okay. Nothing but love if he stays under the covering where he's supposed to stay. But if he steps out, he's no love. That's on him, right? So he knows he can't obey. So, so there, I just got these in. They're charging as we speak. I can't wait <laughs> till this afternoon. And we're just going to set Captain out. Let's just say the same thing as I've been saying. Oh, Captain, stay. Oh, Captain, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Please don't do that. Oh, yeah, because he's so... Ah. <laughs> I would have gathered him under my wing. Like, I actually bought that dog. We wanted him at one point. Remember that? <laughs> okay. Here's how it goes. Captain, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And guess what he's going to do? He's just going to keep doing it until he finally learns that's a bad idea. I should just stay. Okay. Israel, I would have gathered you. 
sent prophet after prophet after prophet after prophet, judge after judge, and he would not. There is a place of blessing, but you wouldn't stay there. Okay, all of us, listen, all of us have a tendency prone to wonder, Lord, I feel like prone to believe the Lord I love, and you end up and it gets dry out in the dry and thirsty land. Go figure. And God's like, come on back. We get overwhelmed. And, and not only do we have problems, but we're just so undone and overwhelmed. And God's like, come on back. That's God drawing us back to himself. But listen, the fear of the Lord is us listening to that voice that says, hey, Chris, I wouldn't say that if I were I wouldn't react like that if I were you. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Why? Because you're stepping out from the out of my league. And all of a sudden, because you're not living in faith, you're not accessing grace, you're probably like you're gonna have a jolting reminder that the ways of the world without my flesh don't work anymore. And after doing that for a, about a decade, we learn, okay, God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done trying to be the water my own life, doing it my way. I'm just going to trust you with it all. So Eve, Eve, what, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat. She gave it to her husband and he did eat. Okay, go to the next slide for me. Okay, here we go. He was like, that, that fruit looks amazing. It's going to make me smart. It's going to make, you know, yeah, she just completely forgot. God said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And now look at the mess that we have in the world. Because humanity has a tendency to just step out, disregard what God has said, because, oh, there's all these reasons why it makes sense. Well, those are great reasons, Eve, except God said, wouldn't do that if I were you. Okay, hello, somebody. We've all done this. We knew better. We did it anyway. Our attitudes aren't right. We're, we're having them anyway. Our actions, our words, don't glorify God. We just forgot that God has given us a way that leads to blessing and we end up doing this ourselves. Ruth, Boaz told Ruth, listen, the field. Stay in this field. Don't go to other fields. I've protected you. I've provided. But those other fields, you're not going to get that. You know what Ruth did? Look at the last verse in Ruth chapter 2. So she, Ruth, kept fast. She stayed close by the maidens of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and of the wheat harvest and dwell with her mother-in-law. All the way through, both first the barley harvest and then the wheat harvest. There's a picture there documented we won't get into it in around time, but what we want to do is stay in that place, trusting in his covering. And so what about for us? We need to be careful regarding the fear of the Lord. Why? Because I'm, I'm afraid God is for me. No, I'm afraid to step out and remember the shadow is wing and just be out there somewhere. Right away from the protection, away from the covering. So, 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 okay, this last point hopefully will bring it back all together because continuing with that print study, 
what we find in Psalm chapter 91, verse 4. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Anybody know about that? Raise your hand if you know about that. It's not intellectual. It's experiential. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There it is. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou uh, shalt thou trust. Okay, here's the, here's the point on this last one. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. The shield in front, the buckler, like, like you're, you're, you're protected against the enemy on both sides. Why? Because you're trusting in his truth. Okay, well, what is the truth? Is that your feelings? No, come on, next slide. You guys know this song? Uh, John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Look, we're, we're in this world to win the world for Christ. We don't fit here. The world doesn't love us. How are we going to be protected against the world? It's through the truth that God has given us. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Ruth trusted in what Boaz said. When Boaz said, stay in this field, she stayed in that field throughout the whole harvest. She got the protection that was there. Eve? Not so much. What, what question did the serpent ask Eve in the garden? Yea, God said, caused her to doubt the word of God. She didn't trust in what God said. She, she ate of the apple. So, so we need to trust in his word is what we see on that. So the way Spurgeon says it is your faith is like a tube okay, that accesses the reservoir of God's grace. So God's grace, we'll use our illustration again. This, this is a reservoir of God's grace. My faith is like a tube okay, that accesses that grace, which can now be poured out into my life through my faith and what he said. So now, so say I've got relationship problems. My job is to communicate and have an attitude that's biblical, putting my trust in what God said. I'm not worried about what she's doing. I don't care what she's going to do. It's not going to influence what I'm doing. I'm going to communicate biblically. Now, what happened? I just put my faith in God's word. Grace comes through faith. My faith accesses that grace, and now my relationship problem, to some extent, just became God's problem. My faith accesses his grace. Now I have my grace in my relationship. So I know that for my part, I'm going to be okay. Why? Because I'm under the shadow of his wing. I'm accessing his grace through my faith in his word. I actually have book, chapter, verse on what I'm supposed to do with my part of my relationship. Yeah, but what about the other person? Well, what about them? What about you? That's always what I hear in counseling. But what about the other person? Well, yeah, but what about you? 
Like if you let the other person just okay, so here's how it works in freestyle wrestling. Fred, you are a wrestler, right? Yes. Okay, in freestyle wrestling, if your opponent pushes you off the mat, what happens? You fall down. You lose a point, basically. Yeah, your enemy. Hopefully, you don't fall down. You might, but but your enemy, your opponent, scores a point when you get pushed out of bounds. All right, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. You know what they're trying to do? They're not pushing you off the mat. They're pushing you out from under the shadow of the wing, and you've got your hot topics. You've got your hot buttons, those things that just trigger you, and all of a sudden, you're in the flesh that fast, and you're like out here somewhere. Yeah. God's like... I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> oh, Lord, you know what the fear of the Lord is? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to get my attitude. I'm not going to do anything except I know I've got book chapter verse because I've been out there learning, so I'm looking around. Yeah, you're all old enough. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, how does that work out for you anyway? What we need to do, look, trust in God's favor for you. Have the fear of the Lord in place so you can come back already, stay in this place, and then make sure we know God's word in a way you can rightly divide it. You know what you're supposed to do and say because you've studied it out. And we stay under the shadow of his wing. Okay, so the last... <clears throat> Keep going. Stay restful. Okay. Putting your faith in the Lord. If I know what the Bible says about it, I can rest in that. There is a rest under the people of God. Hebrews chapter 4. Study it out. We'll get to the place where it says, because the word of God is quick and powerful. That we already rested. God, I just did what you said. Now she's your problem. You created her. I just married her. I'm doing what you said, Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm resting. I'm being a little silly, but I, you see how I can rest if I know what God's word says and I'm just trusting in it. And it's just memorizing. I'm not just quoting it. I'm actually trusting him. It is. My life, job, family, for that diagnosis, for all these issues. This makes sense. There's rest in that. Okay, so so yeah, so trust in His goodness. Stay mindful of the favor of the Lord. Trust in His covering. Stay careful about the fear of the Lord. Trust in His word and stay restful, putting our faith in the Lord. So so in terms of application and invitation, spend some time this week in your quiet times. In these songs that we covered, God, make your hand up. Make sure you know how to draw near to Him and trust in Him. And then the second part is stay there. Don't get pushed out. Don't get pulled out. This will be the week your coworkers, your friends, your family, your spouse, your kids loses their mind and starts pushing all your hot, your triggers, your hot buttons. And see if you can just stay here. Be angry and sin not. 
let other people lose their mind. Don't let that happen to you. So an example, and the best thing, the, my favorite example is areas of our communication. Okay, so no murmuring or disputing. Why not? Well, because if you, you do all things without murmuring and disputing, complaining, arguing, talking back, trying to win the conversation, whatever, you end up, you shine as lights in the world. Remember, really, we're talking about the testimony of our lives. Speak evil of no man. Don't be a brawler. Be gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Oops, there it is again. Showing forth by the way you live your life, the testimony of your life, you're going to be showing forth to others. And so, so I guess the last point here is when we live under the shadow of his wing, mindful, careful, faithful, the testimony of our lives will speak to the consciences of others. Okay, we do have a mission to accomplish. Second Corinthians chapter four talks about that. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, finding the word of God deceitfully. But listen, here it is. By the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Not walking in craftiness. This is not what we say. This is how we live. It's the testimony of our lives. We'll speak to the consciences of others. And we need that. The lost world needs that. So if we can just live like that. Okay, so, so I would say this. This week, as you attempt not to get pushed out of, under the shadow of his wing, okay, don't let your opponent score points on you this week. Communicate without murmuring and disputing and don't speak evil of anybody. So what will happen is, is you will learn to speak graciously. So there's times when I will just say, I, you know, I don't know what to say about that. And someone's complaining about somebody. Someone's complaining about heat. <laughs> like, well, you know, it sounds like you're murmuring and disputing and speaking you with Keith. Here's what I know about Keith. He's a man of God. He's a problem. You know, you can just go But I'm not going to receive that. I'm not going to not going to speak evil. I'm not going to. So does this make sense? Focus on communication. You'll learn to speak graciously. Sometimes you'll have to say, well, gee. I guess maybe I don't remember that perfectly because otherwise I got to be opposition. Okay, hey, listen, I'm not sure what to say about that, but I know that I love you and God's for you, and we can we can work through this together. Now, there's a lot of things I could say, but they're murmuring and disputing and they're speaking evil and it's arguing and it's contention, right? So I can't say that. So I just have to learn to communicate graciously. Why? Because the fear of the Lord's in place, I trust in this government. So let's do this. Let's take a few minutes to to break up the small groups. You can you can turn your tables around. You can move around. Whatever you need to do. Um, why don't we have Christine? Can you and other up here, and then you guys can have the ladies group over there. Will that work? And then I'll come back over here. But otherwise, just kind of group up, and and uh, we'll spend. The next can.